Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. Is he? I'm Raka. What up, people? Raka on the road. And we're doing another another movie review. Something that just recently uh, came out. It is trending, I believe, on Amazon Prime and then maybe a few other medias. Um, we are doing a Still review a- of A Promising Young Woman. The 2020 film, I guess we're, it's, it's still out in the theaters, I'm pretty sure. Directed by Emerald Fennell, starring Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Addison Brie, Laverne Cox, and other guest stars, you know, which you'll see, you'll, you'll see, you know, spoilers abound, get ready, spoilers abound. And as always, please like, subscribe, comment on this video, let us know if you like all these um, reviews, you know. And know what we should review next. All right. Now, taking it from the top, Rocket, take it away. I first want to say this is not vodka. But I will say this. I had in I had not the highest expectations in viewing this movie, and I came away with it absolutely in reverse and the going the other direction. I'm raving about this movie. The quick plot line, again, with spoilers abound, we have our main um, actress. Oh, what's her name? Cassie, played by Carrie Mulligan. Cassie. That's right, Cassie and Nina. So, Cassie, uh, brain fart, sorry. Maybe this should be vodka. So, Cassie is a 30-something, or she's just turning 30. Um, Attractive, young woman, but that's not your introduction to her. She's playing, she's drunk. She's drunk out of her mind. She's in a club. Three guys, business suits on the other side. They're looking at her. They're stalking. They're, you know, they're talking yep. about a yak, about us. Oh, I don't drunk. She is like staggeredly like laid out. Imagine 40-year-old virgin. She, uh, she is gone, man. She is. She, she blitz, obliterated. So the quote-unquote nice guy, you know, goes up yeah, the quote-unquote nice guy goes up there, you know, does his thing. Hey, where you're at? Where's your phone? Where do you live? You're a mess. You should be taken care of. Let's get you home. They're in the Uber. He changes the dress and tells her, um, you know what? Take him back to my place. The Uber guy he looks with the suspicion over yeah, there. Even the, even the fucking Uber guy. Even knows the Uber guy freaking knows, knows what's up. All right? Yeah, he's he's playing his game, you know, and uh, whatever, you know. Again, this is a movie, the reoccurring theme is whether you're passively saying whatever or you're actively trying to um, get with a drunk girl and take advantage of her, this is a no-no. So they go back to his place. He's trying to get her even more drunk, offering her drinks, gets into the bedroom. Starts licking her, kissing her. He's going to do his thing, whether she's conscious or not. And all of a sudden, she sits up. Goes, what are you doing? And he is fucked in the way that should be. So, but, as not only he first, she goes, "What are you doing?" Like, and then she like stone sober. Pop. The next second, like, what are you doing? Total clarity. What are you doing? And he's like. Oh, what the hell? So, so 
as you see through the movie, and I'm going to just make this quick without giving all the details. She is scarred. She has the best friend, Nina. They went to med school together. Something happened. And I love how the director puts this. That does not give you everything in the beginning. Gives you crumbles. She gives you crumbles here and there. But enticing crumbles. What happened? You get what happened without all the gory details, which right. is a wonderful Wonderful job in that she did his entire yeah, movie. And you get everything actors. without actually being seen. Everything you you get, you know, exactly. even at the moment where you find out what happened, you still don't see because you don't need to see because it's so terrible. That well, this is the this is the mastery of a great movie, where you don't even know what happens to the first guy, this nice guy in the movie. You no. assume she she screws him, she kills him, whatever. She's walking out the next scene. She's walking out. It looks like blood dripping from her hands and between a hot dog or a hamburger or something. It looks like she, she, she did, went all Dexter on him. Yeah. And the beauty is that she has like this book. She goes under her bed, she takes out the book, and she has like, you know, like, like, uh, like fucking slashes, like, you know, five, boom, one, two, three, four, and then some are in blue and some are in red. You're like, oh, shit, are the red ink? At least I'm thinking, are the red ink she wants she killed? You don't know. Right. You don't know Again, that. Again, a lot of misdirection, and it's so perfectly done. The camera work is exquisite. I mind you, the score and the music. The and music, the music was perfect. Fantastic. For the I mean, movie, right. that whole poppy type thing. I mean, you know, even to the point where they actually play Britney Spears several times, and at the climactic scene, they actually had an awesome rendition, the violin of, of, of Toxic by Britney Spears, which is awesome creepy and it works so she goes oh yeah she goes and she's been doing this for a while now because it doesn't specify how old she is in the sense of how long it's been since since uh, since med school since she dropped out of med school and she's been doing this every she says every weekend and she's still living at home with her parents so she's and she's working in a, in, a, in a crappy coffee shop and yeah i mean to the end goal is to get all these guys to basically get get, get revenge. But um, yes, it's a revenge movie. movie. Then she runs into Ryan, who Raka went to med school. Ryan went to med school with her. Ryan became a pediatrician, pediatric, sorry, pediatric surgeon, and Ryan is caught up with her. And Ryan always liked her back then. Always liked. And they all were in the same circles. In a ironic way, her revenge directive went full circle because now Ryan comes back. Ryan's part of the medical school crew. Ryan Ryan was part of what happened to her best friend Nina. And so she reluctantly, but well played, goes along with a slow relationship with him. Meanwhile, she is She's working him to get information. And the way she goes about getting information, blackmailing people, uh, setting people up, she meets up with an, a female from that crew. Now, a female who, let me ask who apparently went along with everything and hush-hushed to everything. And she kept a video of the night that happened to her friend, you know, yeah, whatever let, happened. Let me ask you a question. Now, do you really think that it was only she was playing along with him or she actually had... I think, I think she. There was a scene where she was well, in she invited her to an apartment, and he and she said, "No, this is too fast." 
And he was okay with it, didn't push it. He said, no, I, he apologized and everything. And she walked away and she kicked the trash can. I think she actually did like him from the get-go. Yes. And, and if anything, if nothing ever happened to Nina or her in med school, I think she would have went up to the apartment with him at least to, ha- to continue the date. But because she's so hell-bent on this vendetta, she doesn't. And I love it because she's not a completely committed character. She's a little conflicted. But once she gets her hands into video evidence, into getting turned away by the, by the strong arm, by the lawyers, I think she commits herself to, no, this is going to happen. I, I think I go a little bit the other way in the sense that I think that she all, that yes, she went in there with the intention to whatever, but she ended up liking him, and she actually does fall for the guy. I think she does. But but I, then yeah, whatever happens, which we're not we're not you you guys gotta watch this movie. I don't want to spoil it for you completely. Whatever you know, stuff that happens later on causes her to you know the and the end scene where you guys have seen if the trailer, the commercial, she's in the nurse's outfit, and you know. But well, I think it is with anybody else in any other situation comparable to this where. You, you see legal action. You try to do everything the right way. You try to go through the police. You try to go through detectives. You go through lawyers. And then you get strong-armed and stonewalled. You find yourself kind of desperate. Like, I can't let this go unpunished. Now, that's my only issue, not with the movie. Don't get me wrong. My only issue as, as a person following is that I had wished she discovered another way to exact revenge without falling on the sword herself. I'll leave it at that because Rocka is saying I don't give too much. Rocka wanted her to go Punisher style and just uh investigate right. everyone literally and physically. You know. But we, I must say we don't know if she does or she doesn't. We just know that she gets revenge on these guys. From a theatrical point of view, the way it ended was brilliant. It was. Brilliant. It was. And I would say the whole movie is brilliant. That's what I'm going to say. Brilliantly played. I have other feelings, but I don't want to spoil it. But yes. At first, I'm like, damn, really? But it was the only way it could end. It was awesome. Awesome. You you have to say, what makes, what elevates a movie to have permanence in your head, to be quoted, to, to, for you to go to another person and recommend it, not just recommend, you're like, you got to grab your friend and be, you got to watch this flick. What does it is that you're, part of it is that it's not a one dimensional movie. There's many layers to it. And then the other part is the mastery at which the director leads you by the nose to drop you off a cliff. It's great. It's, It's her first direct, her first movie she directed. And she wrote this, and which which is kind of crazy. I mean, she actually thought up of the the first image in her head when she thought up the movie was that scene, that that the beginning scene. What are you doing? And then from there, everything just you know kind of came from that. And, and in a little bit of a social commentary, the um the hashtag Me Too and it, it, it super real issue that we haven't even begun to level the playing field. This is basically that movie. Yes. Girls' worst nightmare come true, and then you feel there's nothing you can do about it. And then you're tossed to the side as a victim that no one helps you. Everybody thinks you're going crazy. And then the one spotlight that's never on it 
is the people who are not the victims, but the people who love the victims to see them deteriorate before your eyes and eventually die or go into a state of no return. You are taking care of people hurt by others and not a damn thing you can do about it. And she did something about it. I just wish it didn't come to that. But it is really powerful, impactful, and really, really resonates. It stays with you. Again, everything from top to bottom, from a movie director's point of view, was optimal, superior, mastery, brilliant. Uh, I can't but give this the top, top of the line scores. Um, what say you is? I mean, what, what are we going? One to five? One, one to four? What are we doing? We're going like, uh, we, five? Um, five. Let's see. Um, you know, in, in in conjunction with the advertisement, let's go with pink lipsticks. Five pink lipsticks being, um, you know, Academy Award worthy, even though that's a sham of a contest, and and one busted up lipstick being the worst of the worst. Uh, uh, get into that real quick. How do you feel about the movie as a whole? Hot pink lipsticks. You know, this movie is, and surprisingly, it is actually very funny. Not in a comedic way. Dark funny. It's darkly funny. Carrie Mulligan is not going to get enough credit for how she performed in this oh. film because it's unfortunate. One of the best performances. Because they're going to snub their noses at this movie because, oh, it's too dark. Oh, it's too, you know, whatever. And, and all these old men who run the fucking Academy Awards and all that shit, you know, they're going to be like, oh, uh, they're going to be all uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's not our kind of movie because... It shines, like I said, it shines a light on the problem, the Me Too movement, the whole shebang bang. This is Harvey Weinstein personified. Exactly. And even more so. And then it has layers. It has layers because... Oh, much dark layers. Even if you're like, this guy's an asshole. But then you're like, he's an asshole. But, and no, but he's a real asshole. And then you're like, you you guys have to watch it. You guys have to watch it. Well, one of the top one of the top quotes in the movie is from the dad. Once the dad sees her daughter, Cassie, a glimmer of her being back to normal. That's a great, that's a great part. But she says, "We miss Nina, but we miss you even more." And from a father, it's the greatest thing in the world than anything to see your hurt kids come back to quote unquote recovery. Even for the short moment, and unfortunate for how things will play out, he was given a little more so of, of happiness that his daughter seemed to be on her way back. Little did he know the committed vendetta, <laughs> the committed um, mission that she was on. Um, I agree with you, sir, without a doubt. One last one. One of the best movies I've seen this year, and I will have to give it the oh, same. It, it's, it's the best movie. Five pink lipsticks. I, it's, it's the best movie. Yeah. Now, one, now one, one question for you, Rocco, which, you know, let's see if we could say this without, you know, completely spoiling everything. Did you, the climax of the film, all right, did you think that the plan was always that? Or? No. No, again. What, what transpired along the way kind of changed. She audible into that plan. I think. And what I say about audible? For I think she changed. She changed the course of her plan. Once she once receiving certain information 
and realizing that there's nowhere to go. she can go within the legal realm. I think she got to a point she realized herself, no matter how close she looked to getting back to normal, no matter how much Ryan made her feel back to normal, she can't escape the loss and the grief of losing her friend the way she did and how everybody went about life like she didn't matter. And I think that ate at her, that she was slowly feeling like she almost forgot Nina, burned her, where she flipped back full circle 180 and said, no, we're doing this, we're doing this grand, we're doing this no back, going back, no backsies, and we're doing this all the way. And I think that's where she, she made, and again, Nothing is shown as this. I'm all inferring this from the actions and the way oh, the scenes are played out. I mean, <clears throat> Again, more to the brilliance, a testament to the brilliance of the it's movie. It's so satisfying. I mean, when, you know, obviously, revenge movie, I mean, it's not a spoiler. You know, they get theirs, but it's so satisfying when it goes down. It's like, and you're like, and you watch it, you're like, oh, oh, ah. Yeah, and I'll say this in closing remarks. I think after seeing how it all plays out, I think I agree. There was no other way that this can go for her self-fulfillment of what she can live with and what she can't live with. And I'll leave it at that. And again, dude, out there, there are dudes and everyone else. Watch this flick. You're going to enjoy it. You're not going to regret it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Yep. Keep an open mind. Watch this movie, Dead Air Dudes Nation. Thanks for liking and subscribing. Again, five highest pink lipsticks for the promising young woman. Watch it now. Don't delay. Save the whales. And thanks for everything. I'm Izzy. I'm Rocker. You are dead or do Take care.